Welcome in, folks, to the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. It's good to be here on this wonderful Friday in South Carolina. A um, little dreary weather, but it's nice outside. It's mild. It doesn't feel like winter, so that's a plus. And um, we're heading into the weekend, and that's a plus. And so, uh, always a plus. That's right, Dawn. You're with us today. It's great to see you. Now, Mr. Larry, the wise one, is out today. Heading on a vacation to Williamsburg, Virginia, so uh, you know he'll. Uh, we'll just have to manage without him today. Well, I know that um, if he was there, he'd be stating wise things, very, yes. very wise things. He's so very I know he is in his thinking head, thinking about all those things, giving me notes and That's giving right. you notes. So um, That's right. this is great because what we wanted to do today is kind of um, talk about something that that you know, is, is important because, well, let's, you, you remember the book, Dawn, did you ever have to do it in school? Great expectations? Did not. No, I remember reading <laughs> no. the book. Um, and this is the show today. Okay. So our title will be great expectations, right? Because we're going to kind of talk about the expectations for, uh, real estate. So when you're a buyer or if you're a seller and this goes for commercial or residential real estate, setting those expectations so it it can kind of go into um, you as a homeowner or a property owner what you should expect when you're selling and as a buyer maybe what you should expect and anticipate uh, so that you can have a smoother transaction when our expectations are less than or other than what we think they should be it usually leads to frustration and, uh, you know, where, where people just kind of throw up their hands and we don't want that to happen. And part of that is having great professionals to kind of help set those expectations or set the table, you know, to say, Hey, here's having what's going to happen. Exactly. Having conversations. conversations to set those expectations accordingly. So that when it comes up, you can say, yeah, but remember we talked about that and they say, Oh, that's right. And that's an amazing point because we've had those discussions many times with different clients and folks. And, you know, sometimes people forget, you know, it's, there's a lot of, you know, I'm going to sell my house. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to selling my house, getting what I want and moving to another house. So there's this excitement. And then when you get into the deal, into the, the nuts and the bolts of the negotiation, sometimes it feels like, man, is it worth it? Um, and we're here to say it's worth it. You just need to know what to expect as much as possible. Now, there's, there are unexpected things that happen. But, Dawn, I don't know about you, but there's <laughs> there's most of the things we, we have that, that go on in a transaction are not unknown things. Most of the time, they are things we've seen before. Right. Well, and and every single transaction is a little bit different. Uh, and anybody who's been in real estate for a while is going to say, I've seen it all. And I guarantee you haven't. I guarantee you haven't. <laughs> but most of it, sure. Uh, but the other thing, Chad, and this is to your point, uh, you know, people get really excited about selling their house. And we have these conversations, you and I, and real estate agents, realtors in general, we have these conversations with people every single day. So we are anticipating these things. Most people only buy or sell a house on average once every seven years. So even if you've gone through anything like this seven years ago, chances are you're not going to remember most of it coming into this new transaction. So, I mean, it's not new. You probably just don't remember it. And so here we are to remind you 
what to expect or or how to anticipate things or even just not even what to expect. Just let's just set your expectations accordingly. And, and Dawn, it's a great. Where should we start? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and it's, it's not, not uh, you know, something that most people do every day, like you mentioned, if it's even if it's every once a year, if you if you're like, you know, uh, someone who who buys and sells more regularly and it's once a year, there's still things you forget. I mean, if you're in your job, you do it every day. And so we've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transactions. And that's not to brag. It's just to say we've seen a lot. We've been through a lot, good, bad, and ugly. Some of it is, you know, some transactions you're like, wow, that was smooth. And that's kind of like more like that I was great. That. <laughs> this is like, I just actually, I just sold a portfolio uh, and it was smooth from the get-go. It was, they went in, they looked at the properties. They said, oh, we love them. They put in the offer. 30 days later, we closed nearly unheard of and it was a portfolio well think about what you're saying so when it goes super smooth you're like something is going to happen here and some point in this transaction like a hiccup Um, wait for it right wait Wait for it you're holding your breath but you're anticipating that and if it doesn't you're like wow that's great but if it does happen if there's a financing issue if there's uh, you know the the attorney Inspection issue, yeah, an has a problem with issue, title. A title issue. There's yep. all kinds of things that can happen, and it's just like okay, we just address it as they come, and try to get through it because it's not uncommon in the course of a real estate transaction, and that's what a good professional will help uh, a person selling or buying do is kind of hey, here's what we can probably expect with this uh, when someone, for instance, if it's a seller. There's some things we know probably going to happen, right? What are what are yeah. when when you put your house on the market, the first thing you want is what an offer. What happens yep. after the offer is accepted, Dawn? Oh, how about this? What happens when the offer comes in lower than your asking price? Let's just start at the very oh, very well. Beginning. That's true because now you have to negotiate. What do you want to do with that? Right, right. Hey, I'm sorry that you know the offer is twenty thousand dollars under your asking price. Actually, I'm not sorry. Hey, congratulations, we got an offer. That's the great news. Now, how do we respond to this offer? So that's the first thing is chances are you're not going to get a full price offer unless your house is listed under market. And if your house is listed under market value, you're not just going to get one offer. You're going to get multiple offers. Congratulations. But if your house is listed a little bit under value, market value, what people you know deem the house is actually valued at, you're going to get offers that are slightly under or maybe even way under market value because of or way under your asking price your house is going to sell at market value no matter where you price it if you price it above your offer is going to come in lower if you price it below your offers are going to come in high but it's it's fun when you get multiple offers and they come in higher it can get aggravating when they come in lower that's right so the, the thing is, is that yeah. it's that setting those expectations. Like even if it's under market and you're saying I'm going to sell it as is because I just want to get it sold. Well, you may have offers come in at your asking price or under your asking price, but then when the inspections come, because it's part of the thing you should anticipate too. Once you have an offer and once you negotiate it, once it's agreed upon, most of the time, nine times out of ten, there's going to be an inspection period. And during that inspection period, after the inspection period is over, or sometime in that period of 10 days, however long it is, 
um, the buyer can come back and say, hey, I would like you to fix this or do that. Even if it's as is, they could say, I just don't want to buy it anymore or ask you to fix something. Or the appraiser can. That's right. I've I've got one just like that right now. Oh, my gosh. The the list, the plethora of stuff that is was and was not anticipated on this one um the it's a as a sale the buyer did not ask for anything but the appraiser came in and said there's wood damage on the deck there's wood damage around the door there's wood damage wood damage wood damage that has to be appraised for us to fund That's right. it and dawn on the us i want folks to hang on through the break because we're going to give away some baseball tickets so hang on. welcome back to the palmetto real estate pros with dawn and chad larry is out of town this week on a much deserved vacation uh, we are a little low on the wisdom department with the wise one <laughs> away, but we're going to manage with just two of us, Dawn. And um, before we get too far down the road here, I did want to mention what we we uh, said before uh, on the break is we do have two tickets to give away to a baseball game. If if anyone, first caller who calls in, you're, we got two tickets February 27th to a baseball, Carolina baseball, Gardner-Webb game free parking pass, two tickets, and the tickets are great seats at the third base um, line, row seven. I mean, so seven rows up. I mean, it's, they're fantastic. So if you ha- if you want to go to a game, take your uh, spouse, take your child, whoever you would like. you got two tickets. All you got to do is call in, and uh, maybe, you know, it would be great if we had someone call in that had – an experience where you've had a great experience with someone setting expectations for you since that's the show's topic today or where maybe on the other side of that maybe you didn't know anything that was going to happen because no one explained anything to you now that's the bad side that's that's when you usually have frustrated clients folks that are kind of clueless because the agent didn't do their part because maybe you know like we said we've done hundreds of transactions and so we just think of it kind of like going into the day of the office and forget to share, hey, here's what you can expect in this process. That's part of our job, though. Part of our fiduciary responsibilities as real estate licensees, professionals, realtors, what have you, is to tell people what to expect. And, you know, Dawn, it, it reminds me as I'm talking, there's this big lawsuit right now. And there's copycat lawsuits popping up all over the place. Another one just came up somewhere about commissions um Mm -hmm. you know and i I think a lot of this is because not in every case i mean we don't want to pay most agents are great but maybe because people didn't take the time to explain how you know what happens when a house closes and how we're compensated how the commission works how it's split up why it is what it is why it's a benefit to them and you know how it's always negotiable all these different things that we know and, you know, and we're not really hiding anything, but if you don't take the time to explain all these things, people can get the idea that I don't know what's going on and you didn't tell me. And now after the fact, it's, a, it's an opportunity to go back and say, well, you know, this wasn't done right. I didn't understand the process. Well, and that's uh, for the buyer's agent commission and the seller's agent commission, because in South Carolina, the law states that if we are going to show any buyer any houses other than our own listings, they have to sign a buyer's representation agreement. And the buyer's representation agreement lists how we real estate agents are compensated. And uh, sometimes agents put in, you know, it doesn't matter what 
the seller is compensating a buyer's agent, we want 3%. And if that conversation isn't had with the buyer, I mean, again, it's an expectation you get to closing table and, and they're asking, well, what's this extra stuff? I mean, you know, when it comes to money, you have to talk about it. You have to, especially in real estate. Well, and I, I tell agents never to be afraid of that either, because just, just tell people what's going on. Don't be afraid to talk about money, because in most cases, people have an expectation that you're going to be paid or you can't be in business. You know, people that aren't compensated, you know, that's called volunteer work, but that's not what we're doing, you know, not on purpose. Sometimes it is, but, you know, usually <laughs> there's compensation involved, but it's just like that at the doctor or, or wherever else, you know, the accountant wants to be paid. You can't go and get all of his advice from, from uh, you know, how to do your taxes amazingly and uh, expect him to do your taxes and not be compensated. Kind of very similar, but we need, just need to have those conversations, be open yeah. and honest and, well, and right. uh, prepare people for what is going to be ahead. And people are smart and they're going to figure it out. So may as well just be open and honest about it now and set their expectations so that when you get to closing, you get a five-star review instead of a one-star review. Exactly. And that is all about those, uh, what, what is going to take place. And I'll, I'll give a personal story, by the way, I don't want to, um, move too far because remember there's tickets to give away third base, That's right. row seven, Gardner web game. And it this is, is not little league. <laughs> That's right. It's the 27th of February. And, um, I forgot what time the game is. Um, we'll look it up. Oh, it's 4 PM. I believe it's at 4 PM. Is that a, is that a Saturday? Mm, I don't know what day that is. The, uh, okay. It's the 27th. So look on your calendar, folks. Yeah, that's a Wednesday. That's Wednesday. A, that's that's a right. Tuesday. 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 Wednesday. It's a good way to start off your week then. That's right. Go to that's a game. Because right. we've got a leap year this year. That's right. Take a few days off or a few hours off or early at work and, and go to a baseball game. So we got those tickets to give away. Just call in, ask for them, and we'll get you set up. And um don what i was going to share but you have to call in during the show during while the show we're on that's air. right not on the break <laughs> you can call in during the break you're just gonna have to hang on when we start back but um we we want to i want to share a personal uh account of a house that we're selling um that we've been uh we have sold but um it's the same same process i mean we're selling the house so we know what to expect so when we had our contractor go out to the house we said go look at the house um and you know, make sure it looks okay. We had an inspector inspect the house. So before we put it on the market, we said, oh, we're going to have an inspector inspect the house and we're going to make sure everything is fixed because knowing what to expect, we knew, you know, to make this the best, smoothest possible transaction, let's go ahead and do the things that the seller is going to, uh, or the buyer is going to anticipate they're going to do and, and create some confidence for the buyer. So there were a few things that the inspector found, and uh, we addressed them, we fixed them. And so uh, we, we went put the house on the market, and then the and they got another inspection, which is common, even though we said we had it inspected. And the new inspector found a few more things, which is not uncommon. But one of the things they found was something like under the house, a seal or something. We were like, that is crazy. How did our guy miss that? And how did the, because uh, we had a pest company come out, pest management, um, uh, you know, they come out at the end as well. So anyway, um, what happened is 
the the buyer that was buying the house decided they didn't want to move forward with the sale because they they thought something was being hidden because we had told them we showed them the reports and things and they're thinking okay something's not right maybe the expectations on the buyer side wasn't set because we fixed it and we said we'll fix it what do you want us to do we're going to take care of it no worries but the buyer lost confidence and maybe that was setting expectations or maybe the buyer just didn't want to move forward who knows what happened but we got it on the market again made sure it's fixed and so you know even us knowing the expectations things sometimes happen but knowing what to expect sure does lower the stress level and that's what, well, what right. should happen when you're working with a professional and as a real estate agent one of our duties to everybody we meet is we must disclose any adverse material facts about a transaction or the house or the property whether we want to whether the seller wants to or the buyer wants us to or not and it would have been an adverse material fact if we had known if you had known i wasn't part of that transaction that there was a seal broken i mean i've had properties where i straight up know there's water leaking under the house and that you know we had a inspection done and those buyers canceled and and uh we you know put it back on the market and so as buyers call in i get to tell them hey by the way we know that this stuff is going on with the foundation and that foundation is getting replaced um so you know that and we didn't actually start to replace the foundation until we had it under contract again but it wasn't a big surprise to them then when they walk in and they feel a soft floor or something and they can feel confident that's going to be replaced. Just setting those expectations, which encourages, encourages an offer to come through. Exactly. And this is what you want, you know, be open, honest and uh, tell your seller clients or if you're a seller thinking about selling or a buyer, just an anticipate what as much as possible. Uh, it helps the the whole process because if I know what the expectations are that you know, hey, when someone comes to buy my house, they're going to do an inspection, and when they do the inspection, I'm going to receive a thirty to sixty page report, and I could get mad about that, or if I had a great agent, I would know before it came in that that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a long oh. report, and it's going to have all these things that could be if i wasn't told in advance seen as you're lying about your house and your house is terrible because some people take it personally and what we want to do is set those expectations it's not personal they're looking at the house they're looking at buying this house so they want to look at and the inspector comes in and looks at everything and they're going to and put it in the report that's right And one of the things that i tell both the buyers and the sellers doesn't matter how nice the house is it could be a brand new construction house that inspector's job is to find things that need to be fixed in this house so they will always find something in fact when we do a pre-inspection um pre-sale inspection and a list of items come up for the seller i have them fix almost everything i don't have them fix everything because the harder the more you fix the harder the inspector is going to look for new things that need to be fixed right so we leave two or three 
you know, obvious big items like, oh, the garage door doesn't go down all the way or something like that, right? right. Makes it easy for the inspector. But we have the, have the same conversation with the buyer. It doesn't matter how nice the house is. They're going to find something. So don't freak out. And you know what's amazing, Dawn? I was at a house um, with a uh, inspector. He was training someone. I don't think he heard me. But um, he said, this house, there's really nothing wrong with it. It's in great condition. Let's walk around a couple more times. <laughs> you know, so it's like they're going to find something. This is their job. Yeah. You know, so they have to, I mean, they're, they're trying to do a job and tell you everything they know. And if they come back and say, everything's fine on this house, you're going to be like, did you even look at it? Right. So, um, you know, this is, this is part of the process. And if you're aware of it, it makes it a lot easier. And uh, I b- believe we have a caller on the line. Ice. Mr. Producer? Yep. Okay. All right. Who do we have with us today? All right. So, sorry about the delay there. Who who do we have with us today? My name's George. George, good to have you. Did you have hey, a George. comment about the show today, or you just wanted some tickets? No, I don't care for the tickets. Okay. I, I do have a question. I do have a question about your subject matter, though. Sure. So, when you're when you're talking about selling a house and a piece of property and home inspectors. George, hold times- that thought. I'm sorry. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back. Hold on, please. Welcome back to the Real Estate, Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Dawn and Chad. Larry's out of town this week on a much-needed vacation, and uh, we are talking about great expectations. And we had a caller right before the break. George, are you still with us? Yes, sir. George, I appreciate you hanging on. Your timing was impeccable right before a break, so sorry about that. But uh, tell us what was on your mind. So a lot of times I encounter folks that are newly, newly, uh, that they have a new house. And sometimes they'll call and they'll they'll want uh, things that have been identified on home inspections that are actually, uh, you know, like utilities too low and things like that are actually that have to be corrected because of National Electric Safety Code. So is it, if if that wasn't properly identified on home inspection, is the home inspection person liable for not bringing that to their attention? And the other thing that comes up a lot of times is property owners, I don't know if it extends to, like they'll buy a home that'll have a utility transformer or utility pull-down guys, and they're, presentation to me is hey the realtor told me to just call you guys and you guys will move it and so that that's a very uh rude awakening for the new property owner because those things are usually put there by the developers and they're well approved on the deed or not so where does the do you guys communicate that to future buyers that you know utilities are usually in place as a part of the original development because it's just basically they saying hey they told us to call y'all, and y'all just move that stuff at your expense, which is not true at all. So I just wonder how you handle that when you're dealing with new property owners and things like that. Well, great, great comments, George. Thank you. Great and, questions, um, yeah. So yeah. I think the way we handle that, and uh, Dawn, you can speak to this as well, but if I don't know something, I don't give them what someone will do or won't do if I don't know what they Correct. will or won't do. And so the best thing that someone could do, if you don't know, is to say, I don't know, but I will try to find out. Because if it's something like you believe as a real estate professional that the thing will be moved or something can be changed because you just call the power company, 
then what you should do is follow up and say, let me follow up and find out about that before you tell someone what they will or won't do. And so, or you could say, I don't know, you know, you may want to call them first, you know, or I'll do it. Sure. And some things sound way more plausible than others. And like when George was saying that some people tell them, yeah, 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 the power company will just go ahead and move those power lines or that power pole at their expense. You don't worry about it. We'll just, you know, they'll take care of it. Like that does not sound plausible to me that somebody's actually going to do that. Um, but my response would be, that doesn't sound plausible to me. However, let me make some phone calls and find out, and I'll exactly. let you know. And, yeah. and George had another, and by the way, thank you, George, for calling. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, and, um, yeah, thanks, George. And, you know, it's, these are good points because sometimes we rely on other professionals to help us as uh, representing buyers or sellers, uh, like in home inspectors. And usually what home inspectors will have in the fine print is I looked at the property, but I can't be held liable for things I missed. So, you know, they're kind of, they're doing the best they can with the information. Now they could miss something and you're like, you know, Hey, why did you miss this? But you're hiring them to do an inspection. And so if something's too low or something's not right, they usually are only identifying, Hey, this is a problem that I see potentially. And some things on the report are not necessarily meant to be fixed. You know, it's just, this is an issue with this house, but it's a 1960s era house, and this is how they built them then. That's right. I actually had a home inspection done on a property that I had under contract. The um, potential buyer had moved into the house, and uh, she had a home inspection done, and a couple things came up. At the end of the term, she was not able to get her financing. She had to move out of the house, and um, I advised against the whole thing. I just, for the record, I'm like, this is a really bad deal. But the seller, he 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 wanted it for his own reasons, and I respect that. Yeah, I support that. Anyway, the next buyers came in, and they had a home inspection done. And this goes back to that same house I was telling you about with the foundation issue. That second home inspection turned up that there was um, water leaking under the house and foundation issues. Like the wood was practically rotting under the house. Uh, It was a flip. It was a flip house. And the um, original contractors didn't catch it. The first home inspector didn't catch it. It was the second home inspector that caught it. So here's took three professionals to identify the problem. Surprise, you know, and, another, and is, I think, $7,000 worth of work to tear out the old floors, fix the wood supporting the house, put the old floor, put the new floors back in because you can't put old floors back in. Yeah. And, and it happens uh, all the time. You know, when you have an inspector or someone finds something, uh, the homeowner, the person selling, if it's a business or a homeowner, is supposed to uh, legally, you have to disclose what you now know. And so, you know, when there's something like that comes up, you can't just say, well, I'm, I'm going to cancel the contract with this person and sell it to someone else. You have to tell them what, what now you know about the property. If you don't know, you can't reveal what you don't know. You can't. So, like, for instance, on the um, on a property disclosure, it asks, um, you know, is there a problem with the air conditioner? It's, you know, heating and air, what kind of unit is it, how old is it, these kind of things. If the unit is 30 years old. Now, we know that's at the end of its life lifespan, over the age of the lifespan. But if it's working, 
but you think it might break. You don't have to say it's working, but it might break. You just answer it's working. So you're not liable if it's old. But I looked at a house. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but if you know that it's, you know, you've you've had to fix it five times and it's basically broken, you just filled it with Freon, but it's got a hole in the condensing coil, you do have to reveal that. That's right. That's right. I looked at a house when I was uh, licensed up in Alaska and beautiful house right on the bay, um, you know, Cook Inlet view gorgeous view of the ocean probably sea orcas coming through and um one of the bedrooms well it's not a bedroom it's actually a boiler room remember like those 1970s tv shows or even um what's that movie a christmas story where the dad is always down dealing with that boiler because it's like a 1940s boiler this was a 1940s boiler it took the entire bedroom it's like the size of a bedroom it's a 10 by 10 room it would be warm if you live down there that was your room right well i mean no it was the size of the room it wasn't actually in a bedroom it was the size of the room still working that's how they heated the house no problems with it but it was like a 1940s boiler so cool it works it's old people might want it replaced but i don't think they were planning on replacing it they wanted to sell it as is and i didn't end up uh that's a perfect example of the topic though like if you're selling that property you know setting expectations maybe hey you know we can sell this but most people are going to want that out of here it takes up way too much space it's not how they do it anymore you can sell it as is but that's going to be you you, we might want to go ahead and price it in to replace it so if mm-hmm. that's twenty thousand dollars to get it out of here and fix it put new system in here let's go ahead and say hey we'll give you a credit to fix it or to take it out i'll give you a x amount of dollars like limit it to you know ten thousand twenty whatever the cost is and we'll mm-hmm. credit it or we can reduce the price one of the two um because you're helping you know you know with with what buyers expect we know what they expect because we're working with so many people looking to buy and sell same thing in mm-hmm. commercial real estate. We know what numbers we're looking for. We know what numbers most real estate um, professionals are looking for, most operators, if it's multifamily or it's a commercial building. You know, we, we have expectations because we have we know what buyers are expecting. And so when we relay that information, uh, we're helping not only the seller, we're helping the buyer. We're helping the whole process go smoother because we've anticipated what might be happening what might be coming down the road and you know making a smoother transaction and uh, Dawn I don't know about you but I've worked with some agents who you know were maybe new or didn't do a great job and it makes it so hard it's like you know the whole transaction is difficult their lack of communication is terrible and these are things that make make deals very difficult and sometimes just downright impossible to get accomplished well, you know, and I, I, of course, we work with new agents, and even even new or newer agents, I'm happy to help with those. Oh, absolutely. Most real estate agents are really happy to help. In fact, I had a deal not too long ago uh, with an agent, and she'd been an agent for a little while and um, had, was having trouble closing her deals, and it seemed to always fall apart at the home inspection point you know that's and that's where we bring out our super glue and our duct tape to keep deals together and um 
And so I said, I'm really happy to get on the phone with you and your buyer and just, you know, talk about this because it was an as a sale. It's a fix and flip property and, and the buyer, you know, her first investment deal. And, you know, we talked through it all and ensured her, listen, when it comes to after you own the property, we're not just going to leave you alone. We're not just going to like, let you handle it yourself. We're still going to be here. I'm still going to be here. Like I'm going to help you. The agent is going to help you. So it's again, just setting those expectations and talking people off a ledge, so to speak. Well, this is good because uh, whether it's a new agent or a seasoned agent, and I'm not painting a picture that all new agents are bad. It's just, they don't have maybe the experience, but you know, working with uh, you know, working to get it done. You know, if think about this, Don, if you have a property that is on the market that is, you know, priced right, you know, all the basics are in place to make it a sellable property. You have an agent working with the buyer or seller, and then you have an agent working with a seller. A buyer comes along, likes the house. Really, there's only a couple things that could. I mean, there's a lot of things, actually, but if two people want the property and you're working toward the same goal, if you could think, have that top of mind, it really does help because we want to get a deal done for the sake of the buyer, the seller, and, uh, you know, for your commission. But that's that's actually, I mean, the least or least amount. I mean, you want to get the commission, but really you want a deal done because it makes a buyer happy and a seller happy. And in the, at the end of the day, you 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 truly do want a win-win situation. And if everybody's working toward that, you know, you can do a, get a lot done if you have that in in mind. That's true. That's true. We have to work in the uh, in the best interest of our the public and not ourselves as real estate agents. And by the way, we still have a pair of baseball tickets to give away. So call in, get your tickets for Tuesday. You have to call in during our show. We have, what, about 15 minutes left for that? Yep, 16 minutes left. So definitely call in. Crazy housing market got you down? Don't worry about it. There are many paths to home ownership, and we can connect you to the homes you can rent to own. No frantic bidding or disappointments. Love the house you're renting like it's your own, because it can be. Learn more at palmettoreg.com. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, business, or investment property in South Carolina, with more than 20 years in the industry, our family-owned business can help you with all your commercial and residential real estate needs. Welcome back to the Real Estate Pros, Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Chad and Dawn. Again, Larry is out uh, heading to Williamsburg, Virginia. Larry, if you're out there, I can feel the wisdom still. Uh, you know, it, it lingers in the studio. So that's good for us, Dawn. We still have a little like leftover wisdom from last week, I think. So that's right. That's we're talking right. about great expectations and what to expect, not just what to expect, but having uh, real estate professionals that working around you, if you're a buyer or a seller, um, you know, making sure you understand the process because understanding the process is going to help when you come into those challenges later that, that may come up. And now hopefully, you know, Dawn mentioned there was a transaction portfolio transaction. She just did where from start to finish, it was beautiful, right? You got an offer, you negotiate it, and everyone is okay with the the negotiated purchase price. 
the the financing or if it was cash transaction goes through and it closes in 30 days every the the seller gets their check the buyer gets their property the real estate agents get compensated through the process wonderful little bow tie um beautiful that's not always how it works Almost never, in fact. Almost (laughs) never. (laughs) Right. And one of the other things we were talking about, setting expectations, one out of five transactions will actually close on the original closing date. The rest, the other four out of five, which is, you know, uh, 80% of transactions will not close on the day specified in the purchase and sale agreement. They usually close late. It's a bank delay. It's an appraisal delay. It's a, you know, fill in the blank. Um, has to get pushed back. So there's one expectation I, I tend to set at the beginning of any purchase and sale agreement with the buyer or the seller, especially when the buyer is also moving out of their property and getting ready to move into the new property. Very important. Uh, another expectation is that one out of five approximately deals doesn't close for one reason or another so if i'm working with a seller there it is right i like i i set that expectation listen it might not close it probably will odds are that it will but one out of five doesn't close for one reason or another and it can be very emotional you know it's it's if it's someone's property they've owned for a long time it can Mm -hmm. be an emotional journey you know selling something uh, whether it's a business property or, you know, an uh, income property or a personal residence um, and on, on the buying side, you know, it, there, there's a I mean, sometimes the sellers forget that to get to the table where they're buying your property, the the buyer, if they're getting financing, they've probably been through a lot. <laughs> you know, so they've already been through a lot before they got there. And then when they make the offer, it may there's going to be more information. You know, there's a constant uh, pull for information um, for a buyer, you know, hey, give me this document, give me that document, I need your bank statements, I need your W-2s, and I can't get in touch with your, you know, we've had this happen where lenders can't get in touch with the, the employer for verification, or they can't get in touch with, a, you know, a landlord for verification of rent. And so it's just like happen where the buyer can't get in touch with the lender. Nobody can get in touch with the lender. They just won't get back to you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's there's all these things. And so you do have heightened tensions oftentimes because people, you know, they're like, I I need to get this done. I mean, if you've got a buyer who's moving into town and needs a place to stay, they need a place, you know, like probably yesterday. In many cases, Um, we had somebody yesterday that called and said they're staying in a hotel and they're spending two hundred fifty dollars a week. Um, in an extended stay or something and they just mm-hmm. need to find a house and one fell through for for some reason and you know now they're you know so so when you come to the table with someone like that they're already going to be frustrated before they get to you <laughs> you know so you right. have to kind of start over and say let's let's do this let's kind of start from the beginning and uh, someone who's really good at this process is going to take the time even if you've already done it before to say here's what you can expect and if someone says no i'm going to stop you right there i know what to expect i've been there done that do it anyway <laughs> do it right. again anyway. yeah for sure for sure because there's always going to be something i had a uh, deal which mir- miracle of miracles as far as deal goes this deal is still together we were supposed to close last october and uh right about a week before we were supposed to close 
we found out that there is a title issue. One of the owners of the property deceased and the person who is selling it has a life estate to the property. It's all in the same family. And so we've actually had to go through the probate course and it's taken this long. Uh, fast forward to now, we are finally at a place waiting for the a letter from the court to state when the seller can go in front of the court and petition to sell the property immediately. And the buyer is hanging on. The buyer is hanging on. It's a great house. <laughs> the buyer is hanging on. That is on. incredible that a buyer, because, <laughs> you know, typically when something like that happens, um, you know, when there's a delay. They go find another house. Yeah, they, they, Cause they have to, yeah. yeah, they have to find something else. They can't wait. Many yeah. times they can't yeah. wait. And so remember, right. before we get too far down the road, there are Gardner-Webb versus University of South Carolina baseball team. Um, University of South Carolina is undefeated at the time, at this moment. So you want to check this out. Uh, I believe the last couple games, they've even stopped them early. Once they get to 10 runs, um, in an, you know, they, they stop it. So the several of the games have stopped in the seventh inning because they've scored so many runs. You know, we've got some wow. a great team. This year, so this nice. Gardner Webb, February twenty seventh at four p.m., third third baseline, um, and there's a free parking pass. All you have to do is call in and tell us you would like the tickets. So yeah, that um, sounds like a fun day. It does. It is. It's a great it time. Yeah. I've taken my my eleven year old with me to the game, and um, you know my my father goes often. He loves baseball. He was a semi pro baseball player uh, growing up. So has a, a, a an affinity for the game and uh, loves to go to the game and tell us all the things that are happening in the game. <laughs> it's because he's wise, nice, you know. Nice. He's, he's telling us yeah. all the, the things that we need <laughs> to know. Play by play? What's that? Play by play? Yes, every, everything. That's right. So, um, nice. But nice. He ta- he's he's went with my 11-year-old, and, and uh, when she's not there, everyone asks where she's at because she is the biggest cheerleader. She even cheers for the other team, though. We're trying to teach her. You know, you don't need to cheer for the other team. <laughs> she just loves She's it. She's fair and balanced. Yes. She's fair and balanced. <laughs> That's right. So That's all you have to do is call in, get those tickets. Um, we're, we're talking about real estate. We're talking about expectations, great expectations. I know there's people out there listening that have heard of that book and have had to read, read it. You know, I know the education has changed a little bit, but I had to read it. And if I had to read it, it's not fair that you didn't have to, right? <laughs> so, um, but this is the, this great expectations is is what we see in any line of work, any industry. There are expectations when you go to a restaurant and you sit down to order. You expect your food the way it should should be, you know, because it's hot, right? No bugs, no hair. Oh gosh. It's- expectations that's right and by the way if you if you want a good meal you can go to jay jay floyd and and his partner's restaurant over there at ambrosia's one of our sponsors check them out because you won't be disappointed tell jay and the crew over there that that you heard us on the radio and that you're you're coming by to to visit but or you can also call in on the Groucho Deli's hotline that's and right. get these baseball tickets. I didn't give tickets. the phone number. Groucho. Maybe that's the problem, right? Oh, I didn't it. give the phone do number it. for the tickets. 803-799-TALK. It's 803-799-8255. Call in on the, the Groucho's line for your USC tickets, and uh, you can pick those up, and we'll, we'll mail them to you, or you can come by the studio, whichever is easier for you. 
and uh, pick up those tickets on the 27th at 4 p.m. And uh, all you have to do is, uh, you know, call in and you can have some tickets. Have a great uh, 27th of February little getaway, mini, mini little getaway at 4 p.m. So that's right. These, date day. Exactly. These these uh, these things we're talking about, though, Dawn, it's uh, the reason we're we're discussing this is because we've we've seen it so often that, you know, properties and and uh, working with buyers and sellers and and things could could easily be addressed if in advance it was talked about a little bit more, discussed a little bit more, taking some more time on yep. the front end rather yep. than waiting for something to happen and try to, you know, piece it together as the a disaster's happening. You know, oh my gosh, the the financing is falling apart. What do we do? Um, you know, and, and instead of, oh, you know, well, hey, this might happen, there may be delays, here's why, here's what to expect, and, and kind of set that stage in advance. That's right. I mean, I actually have a pending deal right now, and the buyer, I'm working with the seller, it's an as-is property, and uh, the buyer wanted to take a HELOC out of her house to buy the property, and I asked the buyer's agent what those numbers look like. I'm like, ah, it's pretty thin. I'm going to be surprised if they get it. Sure enough, they couldn't get the HELOC. So I talked with the buyer's agent about some other options, a hard money loan, a combination of hard money and a HELOC. Um, at the end of the day, we are able to re we were able to renegotiate some of the terms and um and we're still pending we're closing about three weeks later but we're still pending so cool you know and and these expectations are super important to keep these transactions sticky for buyers sellers for us agents if you don't know the answer ask your broker that's right and you know we want to keep them together i mean we're especially now in this market where inventory continues to be stubbornly low um, interest rates just ticked up a little bit, uh, uh, approaching 7% or at 7%. Um, inflation is still um, stubbornly high. So setting these expectations is going to go much better for us. Hold on till next week, not hold on. See you next week. Till then, have a great weekend.